For I've had enough of this world and its pleasures. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. I will arise and go forth to the house of my father. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. House of my young. Shalom, and welcome to today's teaching on the Hebraic roots of Christianity, where we study first century Christianity and the faith that Jesus, whose Hebrew name is Yeshua, which means salvation, taught his disciples. And now, Hebraic roots teacher Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries International. Shalom. I'm Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries, and we welcome you to today's teaching on the subject the spiritual understanding of the festival of first fruits. This is part one of the series. We are currently doing a study series on the biblical festivals. In this session, we are going to be doing a study on the festival of first fruits. In Leviticus chapter 23, verses 10 and 11, it is written, Speak unto the children of Israel, and say unto them, When you come into the land which I have given unto you, and shall reap the harvest thereof, then you shall bring a sheaf of the first fruits of your harvest unto the priest, and he shall wave the sheaf before the Lord to be accepted for you on the morrow after the Sabbath, the priest shall wave it. Therefore, it says here that the festival of first fruits is the day after the Sabbath during unleavened bread. In Leviticus chapter 23, verse 10 says, Speak unto the children of Israel and say unto them, When you come into the land which I give unto you, and shall reap the harvest thereof, then you shall bring a sheaf. This is the Strong's number 6016, and it's the Hebrew word omer. It says that you shall bring a sheaf, an omer, of the first fruits of your harvest unto the priest. What is an omer? In Exodus chapter 16, verse 36, it says, Now an omer is the tenth part of an ephah. The rabbis interpreting Exodus chapter 16, verse 36, that an omer is in of an ephah interpreted the word omer to be a measure of grain and also ruled that it was to be brought of barley only. This is found in the Talmud in Menachot 68b. Now let's look at the ceremony of bringing the first fruits of barley, which is in the Mishnah of the Talmud in Menachot chapter 10, section. 1 through 5. If the barley was ripe, it was taken from the vicinity of Jerusalem. Otherwise, it could be brought from anywhere in Israel. It was reaped by three men, each with his own skiff and basket. The grain was then brought to the temple, where it was threshed, parched, 
spread on the courtyard floor to be dried by the wind, milled, and ground into fine flour. It was then sifted through thirteen sieves, and one-tenth was given to the priest, who mixed it with oil and frankincense for a pleasing odor to the Lord, and waved it before the Lord. This was done by the priest taking the offering on his outstretched hands and moving it from side to side and up and down. After the waving ceremony, a handful was burnt on the altar and the rest was eaten by the priest. The first fruit offering was given for inheriting the land of Israel. This can be seen in Deuteronomy chapter 26 and verses 1 and 2 it is written, And it shall be when you are come in unto the land which the Lord your God gives you for an inheritance and possess it and dwell therein that you shall take of the first of all the fruit of the earth which you shall bring of your land that the Lord your God gives you and shall put it in a basket and shall go unto the place which the Lord your God shall choose to place his name there of course that is Jerusalem the first fruits offering was given from seven different kinds of food as ruled by the rabbis in Mishnah Bikarim 1 3 that the seven different kinds of food that are associated with the land of Israel which is enumerated in Deuteronomy chapter 8 verses 7 and 8 should be given as first fruits or the Hebrew word is Bikarim a first fruit offering after inheriting the land of Israel and looking at Deuteronomy chapter 8 verses 7 and 8 it is here where we find the seven kinds of food that are associated with the land of Israel as it is written for the Lord your God brings you into a good land a land of brooks of water of fountains and depth that spring out of valleys and hills a land of wheat and barley and vines and fig trees and pomegranate a land of olive oil and honey the first fruits offering in inheriting the land and dwelling therein is an offering where it's commanded in the Torah that a declaration of thank be given when the offering is presented to the priest this is found in Deuteronomy chapter 26 verse 3 and then verses 5 and 6 as it is written and you shall go unto the priest that shall be in those days and say unto him I profess this day unto the Lord your God that I have come unto the country which the Lord swear unto our fathers for to give us and you shall speak and say before the Lord your God a Syrian ready to perish was my father and he went down into Egypt and sojourned there with a few and became there a nation great mighty and populous and the Egyptians evil entreated us and afflicted us and laid upon us hard bondage we looked at the Passover Seder a few lessons back and this here in Deuteronomy chapter 26 is included in the Passover Seder continuing on regarding the declaration in Deuteronomy chapter 26 verses 7 through 9 and when we cried unto the Lord God of our fathers the Lord heard our voice and looked on our affliction and our labor and our oppression and the Lord brought us forth out of Egypt with a mighty hand and with a stretched out arm and 
with great terribleness and with signs and with wonders. And he has brought us into this place and has given us this land, even a land that flows with milk and honey. It now says in Deuteronomy chapter 26 verse 9 that he brought me into the land. So because Yahweh brought me into the promised land, that is why I'm to bring first fruits to him and rejoice in doing so. Deuteronomy chapter 26 verses 9 through 11. And he has brought us into this place and has given us this land, even a land that flows with milk and honey. And now behold, I have brought the first fruits of the land, which you, O Lord, have given me, and you shall set it before the Lord your God and worship before the Lord your God. And you shall rejoice in every good thing which the Lord your God has given unto you and unto your house, you and the Levite and the stranger that is among you. The first fruit offering could be brought to the temple from Shavuot or the Feast of Pentecost to Sukkot or the Feast of Tabernacles. This ruling is mentioned by the rabbis in the Mishnah in Bikarim chapter 1 sections 3 and 6. The first fruits offering and the declaration of thanks could be brought from Shavuot or the Feast of Pentecost to Sukkot or the Feast of Tabernacles. This was the common practice in the first century to present it during that period of time and normally it was brought at the Feast of Pentecost or Shavuot, which was the earliest possible time. First fruits or Bikarim are associated with the first. First in Hebrew is Reshit. In Leviticus chapter 23 verse 10 it says, Speak unto the children of Israel and say unto them, When you come into the land which I give unto you and shall reap the harvest thereof, then ye shall bring a sheaf, that's an omer, of the first fruits. The word first fruits is not Bikarim, but it's Reshit, which means the first. You shall bring an omer of the first of your harvest unto the priest. So Reshit means the first, the beginning, the best the choices. The first or Reshit offerings is to be given to the Levites. In Deuteronomy chapter 18 verse 1 and verse 4 it is written, The priests, the Levites, and all the tribe of Levi shall have no part nor inheritance with Israel. They shall eat the offerings of the Lord made by fire and his inheritance. The first fruit and here is the Hebrew word Reshit, also of your corn and of your wine and of your oil and the first once again it's reshit of the fleece of your sheep shall you give him the first or reshit is to be given to the God of Israel in Proverbs chapter 3 verse 9 it says honor the Lord with your substance with the first fruits it's the Hebrew word reshit honor him with the beginning the first of all of your increase now let's look at the purpose of creation and see how creation is connected with reshit or the first or the beginning of things. If we look at the very first word in the Bible in Genesis chapter 1-1, it is the Hebrew word breshit. And if you look at the first letter of the first word of the Bible, breshit, there is something unique about that first letter when you look at it in the Hebrew text. What is unique 
unique about it is the letter is enlarged. The letter itself is a bet. Bet in Hebrew means a house. So right away, attention is drawn because of the enlarged letter as to why is this letter enlarged and the letter itself means a house. If we put together the first and the second letters of Breshit, it forms the word bar. Bar in Hebrew means sun. Therefore, the first letter, bait, means house. The first two letters spell sun. Now, if we take the first two letters of Breshit, the bet and the resh, which spells bar, and then we look at the last two letters, which is the yod and the tav, and put that together, it forms a word brit. Brit in Hebrew means covenant. If we put this together, the God of Israel created the heavens and the earth because he desired to have a house bait for his son Bar, and this was going to be accomplished by means of a breach or a covenant for the sake of those who are classified as Rashit or first, the beginning. If we separate the first letter of Rashit, which is the bet, what is left is the word Rashit, which means the beginning or the first. Putting these thoughts together, the God of Israel desired to build a house, that is bait, for his son by means of a covenant and separating the bet from Rashid reads in Hebrew for the sake of the beginning. He's doing this for the sake of the beginning. This is pointed out for us by Rashi to Genesis chapter 1 in Genesis Midrash Rabbah chapter 1 in section 4. The Torah is referred to as being wisdom and Proverbs chapter 2 verses 1 and 2 and Proverbs chapter 3 verse 1 Proverbs chapter 3 verse 13 and in Proverbs chapter 3 verse 18 it is written my son if you will receive my words and hide my commandments with you so the subject is my words my commandments so that you incline your ear unto wisdom and apply your heart to understanding it goes on in Proverbs chapter 3 verse 1 and it says my son forget not my Torah but let your heart keep my commandment so the subject is my words my commandment my Torah and incline your ear to wisdom Proverbs chapter 3 verse 13 happy is the man that finds wisdom and the man that get understanding so the Torah and the commandments are called wisdom and they're called understanding Proverbs chapter 3 verse 18 she is a tree of life to them that lay hold upon her and happy is everyone that retains her. Why do we make mention that Torah is called wisdom? It's because in Proverbs chapter 3 verse 19, it tells us that wisdom created the world. The Lord by wisdom has founded the earth, by understanding has he established the heavens. If the Torah is called wisdom and he founded the earth by wisdom, therefore he created the heavens and the earth by his Torah or with his Torah. Actually, the rabbis teach that he looked into the Torah and created the world. If the Torah was created by by wisdom, who is referred to as being wisdom? It is Yeshua. In 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 24, and then in Colossians chapter 1 verses 15 and 16. But unto them which are called, both Jews and Greeks, 
Messiah, the power of God and the wisdom of God. He's called the wisdom. The world was created by wisdom or by Yeshua. How did he do it? By speaking the world into existence. It was willed by the Father, but Yeshua spoke what the Father willed. Colossians chapter 1 verses 15 and 16. Who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature, for by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him. It tells us in Psalm 33 verse 6 and verse 9 that the word of the God of Israel created the world. By the word of the Lord were the heavens made and all the hosts of them by the breath of his mouth. For he spake and it was done. He commanded and it stood fast. It was done by the word of the Lord. Who is the word of the Lord? That is Yeshua. So we are told that Torah or wisdom created the world. Yeshua is the living Torah. Yeshua is wisdom. Therefore, Yeshua, by his spoken word, created the world. Now we're told in Proverbs chapter 8, verses 22 and 23, that the Torah existed before the creation of the world. How is this so? Well, it is written in Proverbs chapter 8, verses 22 and 23. The Lord possessed me, and it's speaking about wisdom, which the Torah is called wisdom. So the Lord possessed wisdom, or the Lord possessed the Torah, in the beginning of his way, before his works of old. The works of old is referring to the creation of the heavens and the earth. I was set up from everlasting. The Torah was set up from everlasting. Wisdom was set up from everlasting. From the beginning or ever the earth was. Once again, making reference to the creation of the heavens and the earth. And here, wisdom is speaking and wisdom is being personified as being the Torah. So the Torah is called the beginning. The God of Israel wanted to create a house for his son by means of a covenant for the sake of the beginning. And who or what is called the beginning? The Torah is called the beginning. So he did this all for the sake of his Torah. And his Torah being lived in the earth but not only is the Torah called the beginning, but Israel is called the beginning or the Reshit. In Jeremiah chapter 2 verse 3, Israel was holiness unto the Lord in the first fruits. This is the word Reshit of his increase. All that devour him shall offend. Evil shall come upon them, says the Lord. Once again, the Torah is called the Reshit or the beginning in Proverbs chapter 8 verse 22. The Lord possessed me, referring to wisdom, in the beginning, Reshit. So wisdom or the Torah is called the beginning. Israel is called the beginning. And Yeshua is called the beginning. Based upon this understanding of Genesis 1.1, and specifically the word Breshit, this is how John begins his gospel account in John 1.1. In the beginning, which is Breshit, or it can be rendered Reshit. Reshit Beginning was the Word. Yeshua is Reshit. He's the beginning. Beginning was the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same, that is, Reshit, was in the beginning, with God. Now, in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 23, it says, But every man in his own order, Messiah, the first fruits, afterward they that are Messiahs at his coming. Therefore, the world was created... 
for the sake of the beginning, separating the bet from Reshit in Breshit in Genesis 1.1 in the beginning. And once again, Rashi in Genesis Midrash Rabbah 1.4 makes reference to this, that this can be rendered in the Hebrew for the sake of the beginning. So the world was created for the sake of the beginning. The beginning is Israel, Torah, and the Messiah. The world was created for the sake of Israel, for the sake of the Messiah, and for the sake of Torah. Therefore, they are all called the beginning. They are all one. You cannot separate Israel from the Torah, the Torah from Israel, Israel from the Messiah, the Messiah from Israel, the Messiah from Torah, and the Torah from the Messiah. They're all linked. They're all one. They're all associated with each other. So therefore, what has been done in the earth through what is called religion, the religions of Judaism and Christianity? Judaism, they have a connection with being Israel and Torah, but they've disconnected themselves from the Messiah. What has Christianity done? They recognize who the Messiah is, but they've disconnected him from Israel and the Torah. Such is the source of our problems. We're not seeing that all are one. So the restoration is the understanding and the recognition that all are one. This gets fulfilled in the Messianic era when there's a redeemed Israel who is following Torah and the Messiah is teaching Torah to all nations from Jerusalem. The Hebrew word first fruits, which is bikarim, is linked and associated with the Hebrew word for firstborn, which is bakor. In Exodus chapter 4 verse 22, it is written, And you shall say unto Pharaoh, Thus says the Lord, Israel is my son, even my firstborn. This is the Strong's number 1060. It's the Hebrew word bakor, which means firstborn. And in context, it could mean firstborn of human beings or of animals. In Exodus chapter 23 verse 19, it says, The first of the first fruits of the land you shall bring unto the house of the Lord your God. The word first fruits here in Exodus 23 verse 19 is the Hebrew word bikor. The plural is bikorim, which means first fruits. So therefore, the Hebrew word for firstborn, bikor, and the Hebrew word for first fruits, bikor, share in Hebrew the same base root letters. The B and the K and the R. Because they share the same root letters, they are linked and associated with each other. Bikarim, first fruits, is associated with firstborn or Bikor. Adam was the world's firstborn. In Midrash Rabbah, Numbers chapter 4 and section 8, and making a commentary on Numbers chapter 3, verse 45, which says, Take the Levite, our rabbis have said, Why did the Holy One, blessed be he, order the firstborn Israelite to be redeemed by means of the Levite? Because originally... Before the tribe of Levi arose, the firstborn performed the sacrificial service or acted the role of the priest. There is proof that the firstborn offered the sacrifices before the tribe of Levi took office. Go back to the beginning of the creation of the world. Adam was the world's firstborn. When he offered his sacrifice, as it says, and it pleased the Lord better than a bullock that has horns and hoofs, Psalm 69 verse 31, he donned 
high priestly garment, as it says, and the Lord God made for Adam and his wife garments of skins and clothed them. The reference is Genesis chapter 3 verse 21. They were robes of honor which subsequent firstborn used. So Adam has the role of a priest. Adam was also given the birthright. Midrash Rabbah Genesis 97 6 says, And Israel said unto Joseph, Behold, I die. Genesis chapter 48 verse 21. Moreover, I have given to you one portion, which in Hebrew is Shechem, above your brethren. Genesis 48:22. Rabbi Judah maintained the portion means the birthright. Well, that's going to conclude part one of the series on the subject, the spiritual understanding of the festival of first fruits. Shalom in Yeshua the Messiah. Amen. Thank you, Eddie. This is Stephen Morgan, and all of us here at Hebraic Heritage Ministries pray that you have enjoyed today's teaching. If you've been blessed, will you help us to share this message with others? Hebraic Heritage Ministries is supported by your generous financial gifts. In order to help you in your studies and to help us share this message with others, we are offering today the DVD, Yeshua the Lawgiver, for free for a love gift of any amount to the ministry. Hebraic Heritage Ministries also offers a monthly discipleship program. If you are interested in starting a fellowship group in your area, let us know. We would like to help you. Please contact us for more details. Our website is hebroots.org. That's H-E-B-R-O-O-T-S dot O-R-G. We would like to hear from you. Please send us an email. Finally, in order to take advantage of today's free offer, please mention this product offer and please mail your love gift to Hebraic Heritage Ministries, P.O. Box 81, Strasburg, that's S-T-R-A-S-B-U-R-G, Ohio, 44680. Until next time, may Yeshua richly bless you.